Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. This is pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, welcoming you with joy to this time of prayer together and delving into the scriptures when today we have one of the most powerful and important pro-life readings in all of scripture. We're going to see that right away. So uh, thanks for joining us. Leave your prayer intentions, if you like, in the comments. Let's all pray for one another. Lift each other up to the Lord as we worship him here together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, you are the God of life. You are the Lord of life. You have dominion over human life, and that means we don't. Not as parents, not as medical professionals, not as government officials, nobody can decide who lives and who dies. Yours and yours alone is human life. And this is part of what it means, Lord God, that we love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Only to you do we owe absolute obedience. Only you are the master and owner of our lives. All slavery is thereby prohibited and all abortion. Lord God, we thank you and we praise you. We repent of our sins. We know that each day this is our first duty to repent. And we know also that we can approach the throne of grace and mercy for help in time of need and we need not be afraid or in any way doubt that you will be faithful to the fulfillment of your promise to forgive when we repent. May we go forward in repentance. May we go forward in proclaiming your kingdom today and your gospel of life. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Reading is from the book of Judges. The children of Israel offended the Lord by serving the Baals. Abandoning the Lord, the God of their fathers, who led them out of the land of Egypt, They followed the other gods of the various nations around them, and by their worship of these gods provoked the Lord. Because they had thus abandoned him and served Baal and the Ashtaroth, the anger of the Lord flared up against Israel, and he delivered them over to plunderers who despoiled them. He allowed them to fall into the power of their enemies round about, whom they were no longer able to withstand. Whatever they undertook, the Lord turned into disaster for them, as in his warning he had sworn he would do, till they were in great distress. Even when the Lord raised up judges to deliver them from the power of their despoilers, they did not listen to their judges, but abandoned themselves to the worship of other gods. They were quick to stray from the way their fathers had taken, and did not follow the example of the Lord their God. As long as the judge lived, it was thus the Lord that took pity on their distressful cries of affliction under their oppressors. But when the judge died, they would relapse and do worse than their ancestors, following other gods in service and worship, relinquishing none of their evil practices or stubborn conduct. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. They worshipped the Baals. This involved 
As various other scriptures indicate, and I'll quote a few of them, and in fact, I want to ask you to remember specifically off the top of your head where these verses are. Because in talking about pro-life, in talking about our common commitment to end abortion, these are verses we need to have in mind. We need to have the right front and center. Because this is what abortion is. It's child sacrifice. The worship of the Baals, the Ashtaroth, these, these strange gods from the nations surrounding the land that God gave his people, sacrificed their children to demons. Now, of course, we're talking about born children. But nevertheless, the idea is the same, that in order to get something in return from these fake, demonic, idolatrous gods and goddesses, they needed to give up their children. And it's that same hardening of affection. We spoke one day about the scriptures teaching about the lack of natural affection. This is one of the ways, one of the many ways abortion destroys the human family. That lack of natural affection that scripture uh, so clearly and repeatedly warns about. It's the same. Whether the child is in or outside the womb, you're talking about a, uh, a, a severe disruption to the family and to normal human relationships, to love, to the ability to nurture. In fact, for the ability of human beings to preserve their own species. But even more drastic is the spiritual consequence of this. It's a breaking of the covenant and so the Lord abandoned this people to their enemies. He allowed, and, and here's where one of the scriptures I want you to remember, second book of Kings. Now there's two passages, one in chapter 17, one in chapter 24. So here's what I want you to remember, second Kings 17 and 24. In those two chapters, we see the reasons for the exiles, both exiles. The northern kingdom, the Assyrians came in, took away the people. The southern kingdom, Babylonians came in, took the people into exile. Some of them ended up coming back. The ten tribes of the north were lost. Why? Because they broke the covenant by killing their sons and daughters. Listen to this from uh, 2 Kings 17. This is about the northern kingdom exile. They would not listen but were stubborn, as their fathers had been, who did not believe in the Lord their God. They despised his statutes and his covenant that they made with their fathers and the warnings that he gave them. Remember, God said, choose life and you'll have blessings. Choose death, you'll have curses. He warned them. It goes on. They went after false idols and became false, and they followed the nations that were around them concerning whom the Lord had commanded them that they should not do like them. And they abandoned all the commandments of the Lord their God and made for themselves metal images of two calves. And they made an Asherah, here we go, and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and served Baal. And they burned their sons and daughters as offerings. I want freedom. I want economic security. I want uh, uh, my career, my education. So a sacrifice. You don't have to have devil worship in your mind when you're doing this. You just want a quid pro quo. I'll give up my child if I can have this kind of freedom or prosperity. 
or get rid of this problem. Get rid of my problem for me. I'll give you my child. That's it right there. Sacrifice, offering. That's 2 Kings 17. What's the other chapter I told you? 24. Now you read the intervening chapters, you see the background here. You had King Manasseh and other evil kings of Judah. Now we're talking about the southern kingdom. Not only sacrificing to the Baal, setting up the altars for the people to kill. It's like they, they, they built the abortion clinics. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, chapter 24 starts off, came up. The Lord sent against him bands of the Chaldeans and bands of the Syrians, sent them against Judah to destroy it according to the word of the Lord which he had spoken to his servants, the prophets. They thought Jeremiah was a traitor when he said, the Babylonians are coming, don't resist them because it's God who's sending them. He said, ah, you're a traitor to the Babylonians. No, he said, you are breaking the covenant. It goes on to say, look, why did this happen? Verse 3, surely this came upon Judah at the command of the Lord to remove them out of his sight for the sins of Manasseh, according to all that he had done, and also for the innocent blood that he had shed. For he filled Jerusalem with innocent blood, and the Lord would not pardon. Now you go back and you read in these chapters, uh, it talks about, the, again, the burning of the, very explicitly, the burning of the children in the fire. So I want you to remember 2 Kings 17 and 24, and then one other passage, Psalm 106. Now it's not that these are the only places in Scripture where this, was, this is mentioned. The reading today from Judges mentions it and other places. But Psalm 106 is one of the historical psalms. While this, the psalm, like all of them do, is, um, is praising the Lord, it's relating the history of Israel, the good and the bad. And we have here, let me just jump to uh, verse um, 35. Again, you see this theme. Instead of being faithful to their identity as the people of God, which requires a certain separation and distinction from the rest of the population, and we have something to learn about this, by the way, as, as members of, of Christ's body, the church, don't we? That we have our own identity. We can't let it mingle with the secular world so that you say, oh yeah, I'm Catholic in my private life, Mr. Biden, please pay, pay attention. I'm Catholic in my private life, but you know, I got to serve all the people. And so, uh, you know, I, I keep my opposition to abortion separate. No, it's time to live our identity as a church, as a people of God. They, this is the mistake the Israelites made. They didn't live their identity. They mingled with the other nations. So verse 35 says, they mixed with the nations and learned to do as they did. They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. How much more is ours? How polluted is our land with the blood of these babies in the womb? How polluted? The blood cry, the blood speaks. The babies can't speak, but the blood speaks. As we read right from the book of Genesis, all the way through Scripture, 
there's this teaching about the guilt that it comes down upon the people when innocent blood is shed in the land. In Deuteronomy chapter 21, God tells the people, you find somebody slain out in the countryside, ask forgiveness. It's like, well, we didn't commit the sin, but ask forgiveness anyway. Because the blood was shed on your land and God requires an answer, just like he required an answer of Cain. Where are you and where is your brother? That's what we're being asked. Where's your bro where are your brothers and sisters? Where are those unborn children? That I created, like Psalm 139 says, so wondrously in the secret places in the womb, fearfully, wonderfully made. Where are they? God is asking where his possessions are. Where's my property? Where's my handiwork? Where'd it go? What'd you do with it? You know, there's a artwork about the sacrifices to the Baals. And you see the babies uh, about ready to be thrown into the, it was like a furnace, these, these statues. And the babies are getting ready to be thrown into them. And you see on these, these depictions of the artwork down in the corner, priests beating drums. noise to drown out the screams of the children. Priests! Fake worship intended to dull our conscience to the most fundamental sin that we can commit. Killing our children. Reminds you, doesn't it? And you can look online for this movie. There's a little movie you can find online. I was involved with it when it was first made. Sing a little louder. Look it up. Sing a little louder movie. You know the story from the church, the little church that was near the train tracks that led the Jewish victims to the place of death in the death camps. They heard the train coming by during the worship service. They heard cries and moaning from the People inside and the pastor in his cowardice says, just let's sing a little louder. No, no different than the priest beating the drums. Let's drown out the cries of the children. We do that all the time as a society. Oh, we have other issues to be concerned about. No, this is not the only issue. Oh, this is not the most important issue. Oh, stop saying it's the preeminent issue. Oh, we got to do a lot of other things. Oh, why don't you care about the poor and the homeless? Oh, why are you doing this and that and the other thing? Or when some of us want to devote our very lives in ministry completely to defending the unborn, we've got to end up defending ourselves. We've got to end up fighting for the right to be able to do this full time and run up against the obstacle of bishops who are saying, no, 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 don't do that. They're no better than those priests beating the drums because they don't want the voice of conscience to ring loud and clear through the countryside. To tell those churches, no, don't sing a little louder. Go outside and stop that train. Uh, it's, it's, friends, there is no word in the English language. There is no sentence appropriate for this. Everything falls short. Anything we can say about how urgent it is to get this right spiritually and for the very survival, not just of the nation, of the species.
Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. Lord, save us from this disaster. First of all, awaken your people. Lord God, let them stop distracting themselves from this problem of abortion. Let them stop beating those drums. Let them stop singing louder and instead worship you in spirit and in truth. Loving indeed and in truth and not just talking about it or singing about it. Lord God, bless the moms and the dads and the grandparents tempted to make an offering, tempted to forge a deal. Not that they're thinking of the devil, but they're thinking of exchanging their sons and daughters, their grandsons and granddaughters. They're thinking of exchanging them for something they will receive, the alleviation of a worry or a problem or a shame or an obstacle to their plans. Lord, save us from child sacrifice, because that's exactly what abortion is. May we learn the lessons of the people of old who violated your covenant. May we instead keep that covenant and may we proclaim it, for it is the gospel of life. It is Jesus. We pray now as he taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thanks, friends. Remember, 2 Kings 17 and 24, and Psalm 106, abortion is child sacrifice. Let's keep teaching people about that. God bless you. Thank you for your support of our ministry, ProLifeGift.org. Make a donation there today, if you will, ProLifeGift.org, and uh, we will talk to you tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.